Welcome to the Trading Without Borders podcast with Omobi, your host. For today's episode, I have a special guest with me who will be sharing insights about the Intra-African Trade Fair 2023. I started discussions about the IATF 2023 about two weeks ago. So today I have here with me an entrepreneur, a business owner who participated at the fair and she will be sharing some insights with her this beautiful afternoon. I have here with me Alexis Juma and she will be introducing herself to us but before she does that she's going to say hello to us in our language but before she does let me just do a very quick introduction then she's going to speak um, more on that. So Alexis is an easygoing, adventurous, self-driven and compassionate Christian and social development specialist that has worked with hundreds of thousands of people in marginalized communities across Kenya for almost two decades through a few local organizations and INGOs. She's the founder and CEO of a social enterprise called Kakia Oils that primarily partners with small order farmers, producers on market expansion for their plant oils with, with, with the goal of sustained livelihoods. She's also the co-founder of Lima Technologies, a fresh produce B2B company that supports farmers to access markets through technology. So Alexis, you're welcome to the Trading Without Borders podcast. And so you're going to be saying hello to the listeners in your language. Uh, So over to you, Alexis. (laughs) Oh my goodness, Omobola. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Um, hello viewers, really, really, really great to have you um, with us on this podcast. I'm super, super excited. Um, how we say hi in Swahili, the formal way is habariyako. Habariyako. Then the response is mzuri sana. Yes. sana. Fantastic. And yes. Okay, so they are saying hello and we are responding. What's the response? What does that mean? Mzuri sana is I am very fine. Oh, fantastic. Uh, thank you yes. very much for that, Alexis. And yes. so I have been, so all my guests have been coming up with um, saying hello to us in different languages. I need to start taking <laughs> note of that and getting that. So I, I love it. I so love it. Sharing that. Although I usually do that myself. Sometimes on the podcast, I just research on various African languages and I say hello, thank you, bye-bye. Oh, I nice. for a while, but I was going to get back to that. So I've been doing, you know, I've done Swahili, I've done some Nigerian languages, <laughs> I've done the, the Ghanaian language, I've done across board. So I will resume that back again. Okay, oh, Alexis, awesome. thank you for joining us, Leon. Thank you for joining me for today's um episode. So can you just um introduce yourself and your business to the listeners? Yes, um, definitely. So listeners, um, like mentioned previously, my background is um, in the development uh, sector. Uh, I have um, uh, studied uh, around uh, development uh, work uh, for my undergrad. And then for my master's, I went on to do a master of science in uh, public health. So a lot of my career basically was working with um, large communities, disenfranchised communities, uh, supporting them with um, a lot to do with uh, social determinants of health, just so that um, as we uh, are able to have, you know, their health at an optimum level, 
Uh, we are also catering for other issues around nutrition, economic livelihoods, education for the children, and uh, so many other um, uh, things, you know, psychosocial support. Uh, and so through that, we've worked with a number of leaders, and uh, this has been over a span of um, um, about two decades, you know, and so uh, after two decades, you start, I mean, you've grown in age and you've grown in rank and you question yourself. And uh, for me, what was not working was the fact that I had a very young family and I was really traveling a lot just to support different programs in different areas. And so I had to make a decision whether my career, you know, was uh, more important or if I wanted to still pursue a lot around the career or the family uh, was, was more important for me at that point. And so I chose to quit work, to go home and take care of my children, which I did uh, in 2016. I resigned from my job then. And then I came back home and uh, sat and became a housewife and, you know, just was able to understand better where my children were at, what they needed, and, you know, the support they required from me as uh, my mother. And I think for me, what was really, really bothering me was the fact that even when I was home, my children were more inclined to discuss things with their father, to uh, go to him for the minutest of needs, to, you know, their bigger needs. And it, it always bugged me that, I mean, honestly speaking, growing up, I feel like my mother was more or less the one who would be more around us. So my husband was playing a, a major role, honestly. Uh, of, of just taking care of the children and being with them as I traveled, but it really bothered me. And I'm glad I took the decision to just come home and take care of them and uh, be able to find something else that I could do. And so as I was home and uh, doing what I love doing, you know, motherhood and all, I realized that I've always had a passion for plant oils. And these plant oils had helped me in my teenage when I was experiencing eczema. And somebody mentioned in passing that, you know what, avocado oil might work for you. This was at a point where I had actually given up. I was like, you know what, I don't know what this is. They call it eczema, but really it looks like I'm going to be having it, uh, you know, uh, all my life. So when somebody mentioned that and they were able, they were able to actually, you know, have uh, access to it, I asked that they bring that to me. And then when I used the avocado oil, it was able to actually um, reduce my eczema. It actually managed it completely so that you could not see it on my skin. And I got intrigued. So I was reminded of that after quitting my job. And I was like, wow, since then I've had this passion of oils and I keep mixing different oils and just testing and seeing what is possible. And I grew a passion. I should pursue that and make it commercial. So during that time when I was home, I decided to act. And so because it was a business I was starting and I didn't have really to um, uh, conduct a business or run a business and successfully, then I was able to convince myself to go back uh, to school, if you will. I joined a program here in Nairobi that was um, running an entrepreneurship class for about five or six months. And so we were able to be trained on the different uh, facets of business, what should you should be looking out for and really how to do this in a way that uh, would be profitable for you. So after the training now, I started asking myself questions. Where do oils come from within the Kenyan market and where uh, can I fit in? And so that meant now that I had to really do a lot of traveling within Kenya, Uganda, Tanzania, and Rwanda, just to understand uh, where our plant oils come from and what are the challenges around there. So a lot of into a lot of introduction, a lot of interaction with the different pharma groups, and then we realized that markets and marketing 
was a major challenge for farmers. They were having these amazing, beautiful oils from different produce. We are talking mm -hmm. moringa, coconut, eucalyptus, lavender, um, avocado, chia seed oil, peppermint, tea tree. My goodness, it's 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 a plethora of all these different oils, and they didn't have good markets for them. And so we took it upon ourselves that really we think within you know along that value chain, then our mandate really should be uh, marketing this oil and just ensuring that uh, they get good markets. So primarily, that is what we've been doing since 2018, and it's been a, an interesting. Wow. a journey a sharp so learning curve and here we are now wow. so post-covid we realized there was a lot of opportunity and so we've started also doing natural cosmetics uh, manufacturing and uh, like i said again a lot of learning and a lot of uh, engagement and therein now we've come to learn of the um afcta uh, platform that is really amazing so in a nutshell that is our journey and where we are at now wow that's interesting. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for sharing your story about quitting your work to taking care of family and then yes. trying to get an opportunity and you found one yes. and you plugged into it. Mm. Um, so for any entrepreneur, I think those are the sort of things you should also be sitting. What are the opportunities that is available mm -hmm. to me where I'm aware of my environment and all? Thank you for sharing that. So we move on to the IAT of 2023. How did you get to know about this? Because I know in my discussions, you had said you you just came get uh, you just uh, came into the space of the AFCFTA like you were not um, for a while. You didn't get to know about. How did you get to know about the IATF? That's the Intra African Trade Fair for those that are not aware. Intra African Trade Fair 2023. How did you get to know about it? Yes. So as I've been um, as I've been doing the business. Uh, my business uh, around here in Kenya, I've also been uh, very strategic in just understanding how else, where else, who else, you know, should we be uh, a, part, a part of and what should we be pursuing. And so as we are doing that, we've been a uh, part of a number of programs. So here within Kenya, we have... Um, uh, a platform, I would say a, a trade support organization or... Um, a, a platform that uh, does a lot of linkages for women and youth. It is called the SME Founders Association. And so we managed to be a part of a program they were running, which was called a Young Ventures Program uh, that was funded by GIZ. So when we joined the program, the SME Founders Association was able to take us again uh, through uh, a number of trainings and just how we are able to uh, build more resilient systems and um, and uh, processes for our business. So as I was uh, going through the program and everything, of course, they get to know what you're doing. They get to help you to, to build better, to understand where you are going and just strengthen your business model. So when we finished the program, of course, I went on to just uh, implement some of these things that uh, we got from the training. And then recently they contacted me and said, Alexis, there's an opportunity for a meeting. Uh, do you have a passport? I had no clue what they were talking about. But I mean, these are my coaches and mentors, business coaches and mentors. So I told them, yes, of course. So they requested that I share um, my passport, the, the data page, just so that probably they could uh, verify that it's um, still valid, you know. <laughs> and so I shared. And uh, when I did, they were like, oh, my goodness, this is great. So now there's an opportunity to go to Cairo for the IATF 2023. Would you be willing to do that? And of course, I was very excited because it's a platform that just opens up your eyes to um, 
um, ideas and opportunities that you possibly had never even dreamt of, you know, and so that is how we got to be uh, part of the um, uh, IETF Amazing. 2023. Amazing. And so for yeah. an entrepreneur, you need to be prepared, you need to join associations, relevant exactly. associations that such exactly. opportunities can come up. And if you're in Kenya, SMS Founders Association is one of it uh, that Alexis has yes. Look for trade support organizations if you want to start trading cross-border. Okay, so we'll move on to the next. Can you share your experience with us at the IoT of 2023? How was it like? Oh, mind-blowing. So um, because um, SME Founders Association uh, does a lot of linkages, so this particular trip was sponsored by ITC, the International Trade Center. And so we were able to, of course, make our way to uh, Cairo, where this was taking place. And I loved that uh, when we got there, there were just so many people, entrepreneurs, male and female, uh, from, you know, across Africa that were there to just uh, meet, interact, learn, treat. And uh, for me as Alexis, um, this was interesting because uh, your eyes open up to so many things. You know, the way they say, <laughs> you think, I think in Africa we say, you think your mother is probably the best cook until you step out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so as we, here, <laughs> as we are here in Nairobi doing amazing um uh, stuff you get to Cairo and you see what others are doing and your eyes open up and you start seeing opportunities and you start seeing what is possible and it's exciting and it's scary in equal measure but I love that it shows you where you can be so there was a lot of master classes and trainings that were going on uh, aside events of the main IATF itself the fair where people have boots and people are uh, displaying or showcasing what uh, they have been doing um, back home. But I love that one, I was able to interact a lot of entrepreneurs. And when you talk to them and just share the challenges you're having, uh, probably as an entrepreneur from Kenya, you're able to pick and uh, learn from what, how they've been able to maybe work on a specific challenge from their, you know, base back home. So you're able to understand things from a different perspective. As far as the intercontinental, um, intracontinental challenges are concerned, uh, just the, the meeting of minds and, you know, sharing and trying to understand uh, how we can proceed forward. I love that uh, even financial institutions that would be supporting our uh, trade processes, like exactly, they were right there. And so we were tell them what we are looking uh, to achieve in this process. We had, um, you know, world-class um, speakers and trainers coming up, um, coming on board to train us on uh, what the, the, the agreement itself says in as far as women and uh, youth are concerned and how we can take advantage of that. So for me as Alexis, it was really an amazing uh, eye-opener. And I think it hit hard when you understand that the platform itself, the main goal uh, of the um, FCTA, allow me to shorten that. I find it quite a long acronym. Uh, the, the main goal of Don't that worry, you're not alone. A lot of people <laughs> find it really like pronouncing it so you can call it FCTA. <laughs> Alexis? Omobola? Yes, I can hear you. Please go on. Sorry, my connection dropped. All right, that's, that's okay. Uh, <laughs> yes, the main goal of the CTFA basically is a dramatic increase in the intra-African trade. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is just to boost 
you know, trade that is going trade. on. Absolutely. Yes, but that is not happening. They are saying that that is the level at which that is happening currently is uh, 18%. Can you imagine? Mm, 18% yeah. is it's really low. Africans are uh, from research they trade more with outsiders than exactly. And that's one of the things the AFCFT has come to address. But it seems like there's still a lot of awareness issues that people are, aware, are not aware of. And I totally hear you. Some I of the reason totally why I even have this podcast to get to people advocates and bring awareness about it to Africans and let's sort of help everybody get on board, prepare and all. So thank you, Alexis. That was even for me as I was listening to you, I was like, hmm, hmm, I think I need to, I'm going to have to get ready for Algeria in 2020. <laughs> you know, and I think it's, <laughs> it's exciting, Omopola, that you didn't wait for um an institution somewhere to, you know, take up the awareness aspect of, of this. I love that you took it upon yourself because the truth is it's you and I and other, um, you know, citizens of Africa, uh, people within the African continent that are going to actually trade on this platform. So we should not wait for anyone from outside or a major institution to be the one to create awareness. I love that you're using your space to do that. I'm using my space to do that. Other people will use their space to do that. And as a result, people will become more and more aware of what is possible. And then, you know, we are going to boost trade. As we were out there, we were discussing um, the consequences of the, of the low trade that is taking place on the platform. And that just means that there's loss of potential good paying jobs that would, uh, you know, come into, come into being just because business uh, is boosting on the platform and therefore a lot more people are needed to do one, two, three, for example, for us as Kakia Oils. And then we are able now to do a lot more trade, creating a lot more jobs and thereby boosting a lot. And I like that this, uh, the, the AFCTA uh, basically is not just a trade agreement. For us in Africa, it's also a development uh, instrument, you know, that they are looking to uh, help boost around 100 million Africans, if I'm not wrong, uh, out of poverty. So we really must take up the mantle and do as much as we can. Absolutely. Thank you, Alexis. And so that's it for any entrepreneurs. You need to get yourself involved. And it's not just for yes. people dealing in goods. If you're a services provider, if yes. professional, yes. there is also that for you. You can trade in that as well. But which is some of the, anyway, okay, we'll share more information in future anyway. So can you mm -hmm. share the impact, Alexis? That's I'll just move on to that. What's the impact? What was the impact on your business? Like participating at the fair and getting back, what has been, what's the difference? Have you been able to measure the impact really? And can you just share that with us, please? Yes, by all means. Uh, coming from a development of a background, <laughs> for us, impact is long-term. It's been two weeks since we came back. So we might not be able to measure, um, to measure impact as it is right now, because the time period is a bit uh, too short. But I can tell you about the outcomes that have come out of, you know, our being at the um, at trade fair. And then... Uh, uh, probably speak about impact uh, from this specific um, uh, trade fair that we took part in. So one... It was very critical uh, what 
uh, our eyes opened up to. And one was just the understanding that as traders, as women, as youth. Okay, apologies for the short break. So we're back now and Alexis will continue to share. She was sharing on um, the outcomes of the IATF on our business. So um, Alexis, you have the floor now, if I can say that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes um it was very encouraging and i think some of the um, ideas for me or outcomes of the iatf 2023 was just the data that is that is out there that some of us may not be you know alive to one is that of course africa is the youngest uh, continent you know uh 60 of the african population is under the age of 25 that is amazing because it just shows the the, the, the resource, you know, within the youthful uh, population and how can we channel this, you know, so that they're able to engage in trade and are able to uh, build innovation or, or any other, you know, form of uh, economic uh, productivity that they can be able to uh, engage in. Then we are told that 90% of um, the labor force in the informal sector is actually by women. Women are doing so much and are pulling their weight at yes. at an astronomical level and therefore women must be supported you know uh, in terms of training in terms of finance in terms of um uh, production and markets just so that they're able to go to the next level uh of trade you know and i, I feel that uh, this just would go on to get them to the next level uh, of things and not just operate maybe at a bare minimum sort of uh, level of trade. So some of the major things that came out of that was just to uh, try and understand the needs, you know, and the nuances of uh, other African uh, markets. For example, if I want to come into Nigeria with our amazing oils, uh, plant oils, I might not sell the oils in Nigeria the way I would sell them in Kenya. So then it means that as a woman entrepreneur, as a female entrepreneur, I might have to start understanding how the Nigerian market is like. I have contacts like Omobola and other people that I met at the, uh, at the fair. Then these would be my contacts that would help me understand how that market is like. What uh, how do they like their products to present? Uh, how do I uh, make entry into that market? Uh, is Omobola willing probably to work with me because she's a native in, in, in that country to help me now uh, penetrate into that market? So it was very important. You're welcome to Nigeria. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Omobola. So they were encouraging us to start understanding how the different uh, African countries or African markets uh, are different from ours. And therefore, it helps to position better, you know, as you're trying to get into, you know, any African country of choice that you might be looking into. Number two, they were super, super uh emphatic on the idea of engaging in strategic partnerships to facilitate access to foreign markets again you don't have to do it alone i love that as women we always are joining women groups just so that we are able to have more finances we are able to have social capital and a lot more other things and for this now when it comes to business we have to be a lot more strategic how can we do this so that we can facilitate our access to foreign markets who are our financiers, you know, and what are our products? Do we have the capacity? Do we know the quality of product that is required in those other markets? So just being able to look around and understanding what is possible and then strategically positioning for that. It was very important uh, as we kept discussing, it came out that sometimes I may not able, I might not be able even probably to push 
uh, the fresh produce from my other company, you know, the, the, the amount of food that might be required for a certain country, you know, and therefore I might need to have partnerships with people from within my country, people that I can trust and I can uh, work with so that we have aggregate, we are able to aggregate the amount of fruit or whatever that is required and then we send it to the country that we've chosen to trade in. So you don't have to do it alone. I loved that. And in Africa here, we keep saying that when you want to go uh, fast, you go alone. If you want to go far, you go, you know, in a group, Absolutely. you join with others. Thank you. Thank you. you know? So that was awesome. And then finally, they were, uh, they were asking us to just join groups so that we are able to also have one voice. We are able to understand what is happening. We are able to uh, be in the in the mix of things as things are shifting, as things are moving. You're not left out of that uh, uh, circle, that cocoon. You're smack in the middle of it and you're able to move. And then, of course, there's the aspect of the seamless cross-border payment systems that has been a challenge. But we have banks that are already operating in multiple countries that should be able to help with such payment uh, when one is doing uh, some of this street. Pan-Africa payment and settlement system. Exactly, the PAPS. Yeah. Yes, yeah. so that, that those are just some of the things that came out for us at the IATF and uh, it was super, super um, uh, critical that you, we start to get that understanding of, wow, this is what we are able to do. Like we've set the bar so high for us now and then how do we start doing it? because it's, it's useless if you have information and you don't know how to use it. And so I like that they were able to break it down for us over and above the contacts that we made while we were there and the, 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 the understanding of what is possible. We have an understanding of how we are able to start doing what we need to do to effectively take advantage of the AFCTFA uh, platform. Ah, thank you, Alexis. That was really, really insightful um, and I'm sure everyone that's listening <laughs> entrepreneurs women-owned business youth-owned businesses I'm sure you're learning a lot and what Alexis had just shared that is just running into my next question about do you have advice for other women-owned businesses or SMEs or youth that would want to participate in, um, at IATF the upcoming one in future there's the next one is going to be in Algeria that's in 2025 what would you yes. advise them to start doing right now in anticipation and preparation for that? Yes, amazing, um, very loaded question. I hope I'm able to <laughs> confidently um, touch on it effectively. I think one for me is um, a challenge to our governments. They should be able to create a business environments that will actually support the implementation of uh, the agreement. I like that for us in Kenya, our president is already talking about uh, Kenya being a visa-free uh, country so that people are able to come in and go out and, and do trade. And I would encourage that other countries do that. So I don't know much about how that works, but I mean, I'm sure there are experts who would be working around that. But in essence, such such uh, an environment just supports, you know, movement of trade. And I love that even at the IATF, they were talking about, um, you know, uh, minimizing or actually even eliminating the tariffs, you know, because what that has been one of the major challenges of moving goods across uh, different borders. So with the elimination of that, it just flangs, uh, you know, um, open the gates of trade, if you will, and we'll be able to trade um, across uh, the the, the the continent, you know. And so for me, my encouragement is very simple. I feel like uh, sometimes 
as women especially we look down upon ourselves and like you know what it's just me and this small business of mine and you know i'm just managing no omobola i refuse i honestly refuse and i'm encouraging women to take up the mantle the time is now let fear not stop you pick up what you have to do, join organizations, join platforms, join one another, come together and just push uh, the trade you're doing to another level. There's so much opportunity out there. There are organizations willing to support um, women entrepreneurs. And so we cannot uh, sit back and claim that we just have this small thing we are doing. One, it is not small. Two, you must uh, exponentially just increase the level of belief that you have in yourself and in your business and then step out of that uh, zone and just claim what is yours there's so much money to be made out there there's so much impact to be made by you and so we must totally go out and do that and for the youth i mean really our problems as, as as africa really are where our opportunities are so they should identify those and just run with it so for me i'm super excited and i'm hoping to encourage as many women as possible to just take up the initiative and run with it thank you so much alexis um for the final question which i think you have already you answered some of it i was going to do you have any recommendations for policymakers for our governments for our... Um, yes, policymakers are operating within the international trade space or intra-African trade space. And concerning this, how do we get more um, business owners involved? Or do you have any feedback concerning that and what we, what sort of improvement can be done as well? Thank you. Um, yes, uh, I'm excited about the, 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 the agreement. Of course, I'm getting to know more and more about it. So one, as I was talking, uh, I had mentioned the one for the governments. Uh, two, I would say that um, it's great that uh, in Kenya and in Africa, we already have women organized in different groups and there are so many of them. Oh my goodness. So I would uh, encourage that um, we start taking advantage of that. For me, already that is a resource, you know, uh, we should start this awareness and just engaging them more and more because these groups are in our local communities. So we start uh, a movement of sorts, if you will, so that these women are able to understand that this is possible. And then they are guided, they are trained on what is possible. And then we start creating goods and services that would uh, be of benefit um, across the continent. Imagine uh, as I was at the IATF 2023, I was interacting with people who do oils from the southern parts of the continent and they're oils that I've only read about, but I was able to hold them in my hands and say, oh my goodness, I know this does one, two, three, and it is right here with me. So um, just having the, the resources from different parts of the uh, continent go to other parts of the continent and people take advantage of them for utilization and all, it's super important. So I think the women groups is a resource or the organized groups that we can also take advantage of, train them, guide them, and just have them uh, uh, grow themselves in terms mm -hmm. of trade. And uh, yeah, for people with platforms like yourself and myself, again, we can continually uh, just uh, advocate for some of these um, uh, instruments like the, yeah. the agreement to be able to implement it at our country level so that we are able to upgrade and Not take advantage country of country level, level. Um, we can also do cross border and if there's any group that exactly. you have any group and you want us to should interested in getting me to come and speak to you people or to train you about yes. you can reach out to me That's oh thank fine. you Mopola. yeah so we'll definitely do that mm -hmm. 
Okay, so just hello. Uh, I can hear you, Alexis. So just a okay. final word, and we'll call it um, a wrap for this interesting and insightful conversation with Alexis. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know what? I'm excited for the African woman and the African youth and uh, the potential that is there. So let's just um, do what we have to do. Let's support each other. Uh, I'm excited um, about Omobola and what uh, she's doing with her platform. Thank it you. really is uh, futuristic. You. So it's super, super uh, exciting uh, to be on such a platform and just engage as we try to see how best we can uh, help each other. Over and above that, as Kakia Oils, we have amazing different uh, plant oils and everything. It would be amazing to um, uh, see to how best we can you, treat. Can you um, yes, anytime, anytime, so that we can see how best we can, you know, do trade between ourselves and Nigeria or any other country across the uh, continent. So thank you, Mobola, for this opportunity. And uh, I pray that God blesses you Amen. and your listeners. Amen. Amen. Yes. Um. So, how can people reach out to you if they're interested in Kakia oils? And I hope I pronounced that right. Kakia oils. Yes. Kakia oils. Maybe like contact details. That that's another opportunity. Or if anyone wants to speak with you, maybe there's some women that also just want to speak with you as well. Just to yes. Uh, so across the platforms we are kakia oils the minute you type that online you get onto our socials or our website and then of course our contacts are also there so that we can definitely get in touch we are welcoming all of them to get to talk to us and discuss anything in relation to trade thank you and to policymakers, she has also emphasized that there are organized women groups there are organized associations that policymakers can take advantage of to bring awareness to also the capacity building for women to be able yes. to trade across borders. I think that way yes. everyone will be able to take advantage of the benefit and opportunities the AFCFC presents and also be able to work on areas, so areas of weakness, the places that you need to work on, like to prepare yourself. And just like she said, I like wanting collaboration is key. Don't try to mm. do this alone. Get everyone, exactly. work with others, join women associations. You can reach out to uh-huh. them. You can reach out. There are quite a number of um, different forums, platforms, sharing out information, advocating with just yes. to help to get every. The government is not going to do everything alone. It is us, the private sectors, that are going to have to support. And this is why we have platforms mm-hmm. like these that are educating people, yes. that are also open to bring awareness about the AFCFTA. And so mm-hmm. that is it for you. Thank you so much, Alexis, for joining me. And if there's anyone that also wants to come on the platform to speak, you're very welcome. I'm open to that. And it's just an opportunity for everyone to learn and to share, to hear different perspectives about the AFCFTA. Yes. And until the next episode, I say bye-bye. Thank you all for listening. Thank you. Thank you, Mobala. Thank you, listeners.